Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message. Good morning, church. It is wonderful to be back with you in Locust Grove, Jackson. We were last here five years ago. We were at the other campus. Pastor Jeremiah, can you hear me? Yeah? Pastor Jeremiah brought us over here after that service, and just flooring was being laid, some carpet was being pointed. So this is the first time that we've been here with you, and I see a lot of new faces. Praise God. And I've heard about the revival over the last weeks and months, and I sense a spirit of revival here today. God is good, and Jesus is building His church. Wherever people will pray and praise and share the gospel, he builds his church. And we thank God for you. We thank God for your partnership in the gospel over many, many years. I thank God for your love for him, for your commitment to the lost, for your commitment to his mission, your support of us as well. Many lost people who have never heard the gospel before, as you saw in the video, are hearing it and coming to Christ as a result of your faithfulness to him and his mission. So we thank God for you and we rejoice in it. It's cause for celebration. We also have some calls for cause for concern. Almost half the world has yet to hear this message of the good news of Jesus. And following all the upheaval in America this last year, I am concerned that we not be led astray from our sincere faith in Christ and from our commitment to the Great Commission. I hear the Spirit saying that we need to refocus our faith and our mission on three foundational truths, which are Christ, the kingdom, and souls. Christ, the kingdom, and souls. We, the church, are not called to be a political party to win elections. We are called to be a prophetic people to preach the gospel and win the world for Christ. That's what he's called us to do. Our mission is spiritual. We see in scripture that if we will commit ourselves to Christ, the kingdom and souls, he will anoint us and use us to win our city and to win our nation and world for him. That is our calling. Let's read together from Romans chapter 15, verses 17 through 21. We thank God for you, for this church, Pastor Jeremiah and Lisa, your partnership and support. You're a tremendous blessing and encouragement, and I pray the word of the Lord will bless and encourage you today as well. Romans 15, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, which is modern-day Albania, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand." In verse 17, when Paul says, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God, he is saying that it's all about Christ. 
from the day that Paul surrendered his life to Christ on the road to Damascus to the day that he was beheaded for his faith in Rome, his life and ministry were all about serving and proclaiming Christ. Paul lived Christ, he preached Christ, he prayed Christ, he suffered for Christ, he gave his all for the Lord Jesus Christ. It was all about Christ for him. And like Paul, when we come to know Jesus, we are radically changed. How many of you have been radically changed by the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ? He changes us. Uh, life ceases to be about us, about our hopes and dreams and desires and accomplishments, and life becomes all about Christ, his hopes, his desire, his call, his mission, his work, being his witnesses to a lost community and to a dying world. We focus on him, whether we're at home, school, or work, in all places, at all times. For us as believers, life is all about Christ. We live to be his witnesses, whether it's to our neighbor next door or to unreached people on the other side of the world. We are his witnesses. And so, in absolute surrender, and submission to the master. We pray every day, not my will, God, but your will be done. That's our heart's cry. It's not about me as a follower of Christ. It's all about him. Please say that with me together. It's all about Christ. It's all about Christ. It is. Much like Paul on the road to Damascus, a young Albanian man named Gensi had a life-changing encounter with Jesus on the road to Greece. He was on his way into Greece to work as an illegal immigrant, was caught by police at the border, and turned back. That night in his house, Jesus appeared to Gensi. He held out his hand to him and said, follow me. Gensi replied, I don't believe in you. No, I won't follow you. And just like Jesus did with Paul, he blinded Gensi. Gensi struggled, wrestled with Jesus all night long. Finally in the morning, he said, yes, I believe in you, I will follow you. And his life was completely changed, transformed. He found a church in his community, got discipled, later was called to ministry, uh, came to our Bible school for training, and today Gensi is pastoring a church in a Muslim community, reaching about 150 people every week for the glory of God. For Gensi, life is all about Christ. Witness is all about Christ and those who don't don't know Christ. There are 7.8 billion people in the world. 5.1 billion, as you'll see on the map, live in the 1040 window, which I call the red zone, as you see highlighted on this Joshua Project map. Of these, 3.1 billion are unreached, meaning they have not heard the gospel and they cannot hear the gospel because they have no witness of the gospel. There are no churches like this, pastors, missionaries, believers in their community or in their area, no Bibles. That's why they're unreached. They don't have the opportunity or access to hear. Why? They're among the hardest poorest, most remote, difficult countries in the world where the majority of Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists live. These are the countries where it's most dangerous to be a Christian, where it's most difficult to follow Jesus, and where faith costs the most. 
When Jesus commanded us to go into all the world and preach the gospel, he was talking about the red zone. And the Balkans, our area, is the only area of Europe that's part of the 1040 window. It is frontier missions where light meets darkness. Like Paul says in verse 19, our first priority and our only aim must be to fully proclaim the gospel of Christ, to fulfill the great commission to reach all nations. Each one of us, each one of you has a vital part in this mission. I, for one, want to do my part. What about you? Do you understand God's call? Do you understand his gifting in your life? Do you understand his anointing for you to be a witness to the lost around you locally and to the unreached globally? That's why God has saved you and that's what he wants you to do. Are you a fully committed follower of Christ, an active, fervent witness to lost people around you? I'm talking to you about missions today, but if you are not an active, passionate witness sharing the gospel with lost people around you here in Locust Grove in Jackson, how can you be an honest global Christian wanting to see unreached people around the world saved? Evangelism, the mission of God, starts here and now with you reaching out and sharing the gospel, and then it encompasses the whole globe. Are you praying for the lost? Are you giving generously for the lost and for missions to send this gospel to all peoples? It is not about us and our needs. Say that with me. It's not about me. It's not about me. It is all about Christ and his mission. We love and work and serve and worship. We live and we die for Christ and Christ alone, for Jesus first and last. As we move down the passage, verses 18 and 19, we also see that it's all about the kingdom. Look again at the last part of verse 19. You'll see it on the screen as well. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached this message, repent for the kingdom of God has come near. Every time we gather in his name and worship and pray as we're doing today, the kingdom of God comes near. And if we will draw near with sincere faith, he will come close to us, change us, move in us, anoint us, and use us. The kingdom of heaven is the sovereign reign and rule of God over the universe. It is his absolute power and authority, his divine majesty over mankind and all creation. The Bible declares that Jesus is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given. If anybody is wondering or is confused as to who is in charge in America or who is in charge over the nations, the Bible is clear. King Jesus is in charge. And we trust him, follow him, and worship him. The kingdom of God is not about a president, a political party, or the American dream. Uh, it is all about Christ, the kingdom, and souls. Uh, the kingdom is not about making America great again. It is about making Christ great again. 
And when Christ is great in America, God will continue to greatly bless and use America to bless the nations with the gospel as he is doing today. There is no country in the world that sends more gospel around the world than America. And so may God help us to stay true and active and be the witnesses that he's called us to be. Christ the kingdom and souls for us as believers. It is not about America first. It is about the kingdom first. It is all about the kingdom of God. It's your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's Revelation 11:15, which I've been praying and proclaiming a lot this last year. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Church, I want to encourage you. Jesus is on the throne today. He is reigning, he is ruling, he is still in authority. He's building his church, he's blessing the nations. And so let's trust in him and put the kingdom first. The Lord has used much prayer, fasting and spiritual warfare to bring his kingdom to Albania and the Balkans. Cal Olson was a veteran AGWM worker to Bangladesh. He had an intense spiritual battle in March of 1990 before the fall of communism in Albania. He was at home in the U.S., had never been to Albania before, and the Spirit of God directed him to fully fast and pray for 40 days that Albania, the most closed country in the world to the gospel, would open up to it. His intercession for Albania became so intense that he did not leave his apartment, could not sleep, and even abstained from water. The battle climaxed one night when demonic principalities from Albania, how many of you know demon powers are real? They're fighting all the time, and so are angelic powers, and us, the church, connected with them as well. Demon powers from Albania came into his apartment, they wrapped their hands around his neck and began to choke him to death. He couldn't speak. He could hardly breathe. In his heart, he just cried out to God, Lord, help me. Jesus, save me. And then he said, the Spirit of God came on me. And a holy boldness rose up within me. And one word came out of his lips. Can anybody guess what that one precious, powerful word might have been? He whispered, Jesus. And when he spoke the all-powerful name of Jesus, those demonic principalities from Albania let go of his neck, jumped back, and then he said, more boldness came over me, and I commanded them, leave in the name of Jesus. And they fled. Four months later, four months later, Albania, the most closed country in the world, opened up to the gospel. The communist government fell. God called missionaries like us from all over the world to come in and preach the gospel. That kind of prayer and intercession, spiritual warfare, launched a move of the Spirit and opened up a country that has led us now from zero to over 200 churches and 62,000 decisions for Christ. 
That is the power of the kingdom and the power of the gospel. Praise the Lord. We believe, I believe, that what God has done in the former number one most closed country in the world, he can do in the current number one most closed country, North Korea, or any place, any city, any nation where God's people will pray and fast and preach the gospel. May he build his kingdom here. That's his power. That's the reign and rule of Christ over demonic spirits and human souls. God used Cal Olson to change a nation through prayer and fasting from his home in the US. You might wonder, well, can God use me? How could God use me, little old me, from Locust Grove, Jackson, Georgia, or wherever you live? If you will pray, God can use you, whoever you are, wherever you are. He can use you to change cities and nations. God can use anyone, anywhere, at any time to do anything. He said, ask me and I will give you the nations, Psalm 2.8. And we believe in the power and authority of his promise. So the Holy Spirit is just saying, ask me, you want more of Locust Grove and Jackson? Ask me and I'll give you the people. I'll give you the souls. You want more of my anointing? Ask me. You want more nations, Muslim nations, closed nations? Just ask me. Pray, fast, believe, proclaim the gospel and God will move. Let's seek first the kingdom of God. Never underestimate the power of the name of Jesus or uh, the power of prayer. I think sometimes as believers, we pray, we worship, we share the gospel, and we say his name so flippantly. We get used to his name, but never underestimate the name of Jesus when you pray for healing. And we're gonna pray at the end of this message. Healing, deliverance, salvation, commitment to Jesus. When you say his name, have faith that that name has all power and all authority, all the authority of the kingdom behind it. As the church of Jesus Christ and prophetic people of God, called to reach the world with the gospel, we need to stay focused on the imperatives of the kingdom. It's easy to get sidetracked, especially this last year, in the confusion, chaos, and conspiracy theories of men. But it's all about the kingdom of God. As Philippians said, I am a citizen of heaven. You are citizens of heaven, the kingdom of God. Our trust, our allegiance, our devotion is to Christ and Christ alone. I have found myself praying, I pledge my allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the kingdom for which he stands. Our devotion is in him. Let's seek first the kingdom. It's all about Christ and the kingdom. At the end of the passage, in verses 20 and 21, Paul also emphasizes that it's all about souls. Look at verses 20 and 21 with me. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. Rather, those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. Paul here is talking about souls. Please highlight or underline in your Bible these words. Not known, not told, 
not heard, directly from these verses, not known, not told, not heard. These haunting words describe the spiritual lostness of people without Christ and without a witness of the gospel. Many here in this city, in Butts County, many around the world, over 40% of the world that has no witness. Paul's apostolic call was to reach the Gentiles. The Gentiles in his time were all of the peoples and nations outside of Jewish Israel that had yet to receive a witness of the gospel. Today, we call these people unreached people or least reached people. They are the Gentiles of our day. In his passionate search for souls, Paul went to places where no one else was going, to reach people that nobody else was reaching, to plant churches where there were no churches, like many places in the Balkans. Paul's love for souls compelled him and the church in the first century to bring the gospel all the way west to Spain and all the way east to India. They reached their world in their lifetime. We as a church are called to do the same. We must reach our world in our generation. That's God's call, his primary call on us as a church until he comes back. We must love the lost and seek the souls of the unreached. It is all about souls. As an 18-year-old senior in high school, have any 18-year-olds here? Raise your hand if you're 18. Special number, okay. All right, we've got a few. As an 18-year-old yeah, in high school, I was seeking God's will for my life. And I thought it was medicine, but I was praying for God's will, and one day God spoke to me and said, Kurt, I haven't called you to medicine, I've called you to ministry. And I understood that it was to share the gospel with people who didn't have it, with those who hadn't heard. And immediately, God put a love in my heart for lost souls, a burden for their eternal destiny. He put a passion in me to win the world for Christ at least as much as I could. What about you? What has God called you to do? Where has God called you to go? Who has God called you to reach? If God called you to go to another nation as a missionary, would you go? If God called one of your children or your grandchildren to be a missionary, would you bless them? Would you send them? I see the Renfro's here. Uh, greetings on the front row and know their, know their children well. And uh, I pray that if God were to call one of your children or grandchildren, you wouldn't hold them back, but you would thank God and bless them and be their greatest supporter. We need more workers. Who is willing to lose yourself, leave everything, follow Christ, and bring the gospel to those who haven't heard? God's calling. Here in Butts County, there are about 25,000 souls. If we estimate that 30% of these 25,000 people are evangelical believers, which is close to the national average, then 7,500 are believing saved souls, and 17,500 are unbelieving lost souls. Perhaps 70% 
of Butts County are people who are lost and on their way to an eternity of torment, agony, suffering, just judgment in hell because of their sin, their unbelief, and not accepting God's gracious gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. 17,500 people. We thank God for all of you who have been saved. We thank God for the hundreds of you that have come to Christ. But what about the thousands of them that have yet to hear, yet to surrender, yet to believe, that are on the outside and heading toward a Christless eternity? How does it make you feel? Does it disturb you? It disturbs the heart of God, and it must disturb us. It must move us to prayer and intercession and to sharing the gospel with lost people around us. Does the love of God move you to pray fervently for the world, to witness earnestly to your neighbor, to give generously to missions for those who haven't heard? Is there a fire in your heart burning for the lost souls of men? If not, let's not go any further before we pray. And pray this with me. Lord, light a fresh fire in my soul. Fill me with the love of God for lost people. Help me to see people like you see people. And anoint me to be your witness to them. Give me your burden for the lost. In Jesus' name. Love for lost souls comes for love for Christ. And the love of Christ compels us toward lost souls. Where there is a lack of love for the lost, there is a lack of love for Christ. Say that once again. Where there is a lack of love and concern for the lost, there's a lack of love for Christ because when we love Jesus, his love fills our hearts and moves us to lost and unreached people. Is this love filling, flowing? Is it uh, uh, filling your heart today? Let's make this personal. I want you to think of one lost person in your sphere of influence, could be family, friend, family member, neighbor, person at work or at school, one lost person that you want to see come to Christ and that you will believe God to use you to be the witness to lead them to Christ. Are you thinking of that person? One person. See their face and pray their name before God right now. Okay, let's pray once again together. Lord, send me. Lord, anoint me to reach this one soul. I pray the power of the gospel over this person. Give me the love, burden, and boldness to bring this person to Christ. In Jesus' name. I pray that God will give you those souls. I continue to pray and believe for my brother Kyle, who knew Christ before me, fell away during university. We continue to pray and believe for Stephanie's brother, Eric, similar situation. 
Let's believe God to use us and move by his spirit on them and draw them to Christ for his glory. It is all about Christ, the kingdom, and souls. We believe that what God has done in Albania, he also wants to do through the Balkan region. The Balkans is the least known, least represented, and least reached area of Europe. You can see on the map here, the 10 countries in the Balkan that we are targeting, they represent 42 million souls, and over 99% of them have no witness of the gospel. They're without Christ. Many of them have never met a follower of Jesus, whether they're Muslim background or Christian background. To balkanize means to divide. And the history of the Balkans has been dominated by war, extreme nationalism, division. Both world wars started in the Balkans. In our first five years in the Balkans, we had four wars. It's been a place of genocide and ethnic cleansing. You may remember the wars in Bosnia and Kosovo in the 90s. Jesus is the only name, the gospel is the only message, and the Holy Spirit is the only power that can bring healing and reconciliation to the Balkans. Steffi and I have been serving in Albania in the Western Balkans for 26 years. And God has given us an expanded vision and a prophetic promise for the whole of the Balkans. Balkan Reach is a new pioneer initiative to church plant among unreached people through teams. God has put five priorities in our hearts, beginning with revival. We want to be a catalyst for a mighty move of God that will sweep across the Balkans and bring many people to him. Evangelism. I am asking God for a million souls. It is a big ask, way beyond our current reality, but we serve a big, powerful, faithful God who does the impossible. And so please pray and believe God with us for these million souls for Balkan reach. Apostolic teams. We need called, committed, courageous, multinational teams to accomplish this pioneer work. Church planting. We want to plant the church where churches do not exist and to see church planting movements thrive throughout the Balkans, meaning churches that will multiply themselves by planting other churches. And Holy Spirit empowerment. We have seen God do many miracles through the years in Albania. Much healing and deliverance. Many dreams and visions that lead Muslim people to Christ. And we are believing for this to happen across the Balkans. I get the feeling that you're a Pentecostal church. Is that right? If you're a Pentecostal church, clap your hands or raise your voice. I've heard it through worship. So you understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Our desperate need for the Holy Spirit to move. We can do nothing apart from him. We can't reach one soul, can't plant one church, can't heal one sick person. It's all him. The power of the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe with us for this move across the Balkans. Gazim heard the gospel through a missionary and put his faith in Christ, and his life was totally changed. 
His Muslim family and wife persecuted him, opposed him for it. After a difficult pregnancy, his wife Ariana, who you see here, she became terminally ill. Her stomach was bloated out to here. Her family told Gazim, this is God's punishment on you for leaving your Muslim faith. And so the family was gathered in their home for her death. Gazim and the missionary came one day, laid hands on her and prayed for healing in the name of Jesus. And as they were praying, she said, I felt another hand come from above. Lay that hand on my stomach and push my bloated stomach back into its normal position. And all of the sickness and disease in her body left. She was completely healed by the power of God. She then put her faith in Jesus and she was completely saved by the grace of God. Today, Gazim and Ariana serve as pastors of a local church in Albania, planting other churches and reaching hundreds, if not thousands, of Muslim background people with the good news of Jesus. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the power of the gospel. This is the bottom line. It's all about Christ, the kingdom, and souls. Serving Christ above all. Advancing the kingdom where there is no church and seeking and saving lost souls. If you will wholly commit yourself to Christ, the kingdom, and souls, God will use you to win this city. God will use you to bring revival to this county. God will use you through your prayers and your gifts and your sending of people and teams to change nations and help reach the world. How many of you want more souls? You thank God for everything that's been done up till now, but you know it's just a drop in the bucket. And we're praying and we're believing for thousands and millions of souls to come to know Jesus. If you will pray, believe, witness, give. God will use you. He'll give you more souls. I want to ask you to do three things. Please pray. Get one of our prayer cards on our table in the lobby. Please pray for us, for God to use us, prepare us. Pray for workers to be called to the Balkans. That's our number one need, more people. And pray for God to send great awakening to secular Europe. Has a tremendous need. If you would like to know more about Balkan Reach, sign up as a prayer partner or get our regular communications, fill out a connect card, leave it in the box on the table, and we will sign you up on that list. Also, please give. For Balkan Reach, we are raising $1,600 more in monthly support, about $110,000 in cash. A gift of $5,000 will launch a new church in the Balkans. Maybe someone here today could plant that seed of faith. We're believing for many churches. Also, finally, please go. In order to obey the Great Commission, each of us must go locally, or globally. I pray that God will call some of you to the Balkans. 
whether it's on a short-term team or as a long-term worker, as you open up your heart and pray today, God, what's your will? I just want to follow you, Jesus, and serve you and give you my life. I pray God will call workers here today. The question is, who's willing to go? God's calling, but who's answering? And who's willing to go? Will you lose yourself? Leave everything and follow Jesus for the sake of the gospel. Ask him today what he wants you to do to help fulfill his mission to reach all peoples with the gospel. Jesus said the harvest is great, but the workers are few. That's never been more true than today with over seven billion people on this globe for whom we are responsible to reach them with the gospel. Will you go? As we pray today, I want to ask you and challenge you to respond to the word of God. Altar time is the time where we respond to the word of God that's been preached and the work of the spirit that he's wanting to do in our hearts. So let's close our eyes. Let's focus our hearts and respond to the word and spirit of God right now. First, if you're here today or if you're listening online and you've not surrendered your life to Christ, I want to let you know Jesus is calling you. The Holy Spirit's working in your heart. The conviction that you feel, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He wants you to know him. If you'll surrender your life to him today, if you'll just turn away from your sin, that's repentance, put your faith in him, he'll give you new life, a new heart, a new start, eternal life. If you're here today or listening online and you want to commit or recommit your life to Jesus, please raise your hand. Open your heart, raise your hand. The Spirit of God's drawing you. You feel it in your heart. He's drawing you. He loves you. Don't leave this place. Don't walk away from this service without being right with God and ready to meet him. Jesus is coming soon. I hear him saying that we're living in the end of the end days. And so we need to be serious, right with him, working while it's day. Once again, if you need to commit or recommit your life to Jesus online, here in the service, raise your hand, and we're going to pray together. Raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to come forward and pray as well. If you're here, okay, we're going to pray. Second, as believers, if you feel a conviction in your heart this morning that you need more of the love of Christ, a fresh baptism of love for Jesus, which will then move you with a greater passion for the lost and unreached people. Or you're saying, I need more boldness in my witness. I need more burden for souls and boldness in my witness for Christ. Please raise your hand and we're going to pray. Okay, please come forward as well. Come forward. We're going to pray together. Love for Christ, burden for souls, and boldness for witness. That's what we're praying for here. A fresh baptism of God's fire and love for him and for the lost. Come and we'll pray. Next invitation. If you're here today and you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart for those who haven't heard. And you feel called to missions or 
you would say, if God would call me to missions, maybe somewhere in the red zone where the people haven't heard yet, if God were to call me, I'd be willing to go. And I just want to take a step before God today and say, Lord, I'm here. My life is yours. It's not my own. I've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. And so you're in charge. Use me. I'm willing to leave everything, lose everything, give it all to you. If you call me, if that's you, please raise your hand. You say, if God were to call me to missions, I'd be willing to go. Please come forward. Come forward to my left here so we can know who you are and know how to pray for you. Altar team, you can begin to come as well. I'll lead in a prayer to start our prayer time, but then we'll just pray together and lay hands on these who are coming and believe God with them. If God were to call me to missions, if God were to call me to a, another nation, unreached people, I'd be willing to go. And I want to take a step of faith today and say, God, I'm open. I'm yours. Send me, use me, send me wherever you want to. I'll serve you here and now to the best of my ability, living the gospel and reaching the lost. And I'll go to the unreached if you send me. Please raise your hand and come to my left if you're in that group. We're praying for workers. Jesus is calling workers. He's calling followers who will simply follow him to the ends of the earth, wherever he sends you. In Jesus' name, we need more workers in this church. We need local workers. We need more global workers. Let's open up our hearts. If you're in need of a miracle today, whether it's healing, deliverance, another miracle and you want personal prayer, please raise your hand so that I can see you and then come, come for prayer. And we'll believe God for your miracle. As we've been singing and preaching, God is a God of the supernatural. And when we pray in faith in that powerful name of Jesus, he answers, he moves, he does miracles. And so if you need another miracle today, please come and we're going to pray. Okay, I'm going to lead you in prayer just to start our prayer time. All of you who are here, begin praying. Pour out your hearts to God. Altar team, begin praying with people. God wants to hear your heart, your words, your faith. Pour your heart out to God. For you, I see many young people willing to go if God calls you. Pour your hearts out to God. Tell him you're his. And we'll believe him to speak to you. Let's hear the voice of God today. Everyone, whether you're in your seat or online listening, let's turn this into a house of prayer right now. I want everyone praying. You've heard the word preached. God has spoken to you. No doubt one point or another has spoken to you. So whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about, pray about that and respond to the word of God between you and him now. Everyone in this house and online praying, responding to the word of God. Let's pray. First, for those of you who need to commit to Christ, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you today. You're calling me to follow you. And today I say yes. I believe that you came, died, and rose again. You died in my place for my sin so I could be forgiven. I repent. I confess I'm a sinner. Please forgive me, God. I put my faith in you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, Savior of the world. Come into my heart. Take control. 
and baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Use me. I just want to follow you and I want my life to glorify you. Whatever call, purpose you have for me, speak to me and use me. I commit or I recommit myself to you in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you would anoint us as believers today. We pray that you'd give us a fresh baptism of love. Help us to love Jesus with all of our hearts, to love you more, to serve you more, and to love the lost, all who are praying here at the altar, this whole church. God, we pray, give us a greater burden for lost souls, for unreached people, and anoint us with fire and boldness to be your witnesses, to live the gospel, to share the gospel, to reach the lost for you. You came to seek and save the lost. You've called and anointed us to do the same. Make me a soul winner, God. I give you my heart. I pour my soul out to you today. We bind, we repent of fear and unbelief and pride and complacency and indifference and all those attitudes which keep us from loving you and loving the lost. Give us your heart. Fill us with your passion. Make us, anoint us to be your witnesses. God, give us souls in Jesus' name. And God, we believe you for workers today. The harvest is so great. The workers are few. Call workers. Call workers, pastors, evangelists, missionaries, church planters, worship leaders, prophets. Call workers, Father. And we pray that you would call missionaries people that will go to the red zone we pour out our hearts to you we surrender to you take us use us send us lord prepare us we pray for all of the unreached nations including the balkans god call workers send them from this church send them from this city call workers in jesus name we believe you we bless you we surrender ourselves take us use us in Jesus' name. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.